Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Let's get to basketball and talk about uh, the first professional women's basketball league in New Zealand, the, uh, the debut season, which all comes to a head this weekend. Really exciting times. Uh, we, we spoke to Hugh Bainer not long ago, um, ahead of the... Uh, um, NBL Grand Final, talked about the, the great growth of that competition. We're delighted to hear um, more about this uh, competition. Sky Sports commentator, and of course, part of the SENZ family, Justin Nelson has uh, been listening to that diatribe um, about sporting memorabilia, but he's on to talk about his beloved uh, basketball. Justin, welcome back to the show. How are you, mate? Hey, I'm very well, guys. Thanks for having me. Good morning. And look, I love to chat about memorabilia. I've got a a couple of rooms full of it back in Melbourne in my house there, full of sports memorabilia from over the years. It's a, it's, it's a great topic, and you, you do unearth a lot of fascinating stories when you talk to people about memorabilia. Great stuff. Justin, what is your prized piece yeah. in your memorabilia Priceless. room? Even, the Grant, one... even Grant can't buy it off you, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you see, I've said all of that just to lead to that question. I was hoping you'd go down that path. So, <laughs> uh, look, I've got... I've got a portrait, a signed portrait, um, two in fact that I'm probably you know proud of, and, and certainly their sporting achievements over the years in different fields were, were quite amazing. Sadly, uh, neither of these stars are, are with us anymore. But I've got a signed portrait of Shane Warne and a signed portrait of wow. Peter Brock, and uh, oh, yeah, wow. they probably take pride in place. Yeah. Oh, Peter, perfect. Up Mount Panorama he goes. Yeah. <laughs> Once. <laughs> Once uh, the career does finish of one of the greats, those pieces of memorabilia obviously become that much more special, don't they? Yeah, they do. And, uh, you know, you, you, you do sit back and reflect on, on the career that they had in, in their chosen sport. And, you know, I just remember, you know, growing up, certainly as a, as, a, as a young person following Peter Brock and what an amazing career he had. And then obviously we all know the exploits of, uh, of Warney. Both of those gentlemen, you know, gone way too soon, but uh, they're definitely proud mementos. Yeah, wonderful topic. Keep your uh, thoughts coming in on double eight double three about your favourite sporting memento. You are proud owners of uh, Fitness Aid. And I think Justin's giving up uh, the Shane Warne or Peter Brock uh, anytime soon. Um, we turn our attention to the uh, Basketball Aotearoa, a uh, burgeoning league, um, a big Leap of faith, we might say, heading into the season to, to really embrace professional women's basketball. Justin, you, you, you've seen it grow. You, you've seen the season. Uh, what's your overall feelings of its debut? Oh, really proud. I mean, it's great to have professional women's basketball here now in in New Zealand. You know, I grew up with it in Australia and have been a big fan of, of the WNBL there and, and have worked in that space in the past and obviously a huge fan of the, the WNBA uh, in America. Um, it's a global sport. You know, women applying their trade in basketball all over the world. Kiwis are doing it all over the world. It's just terrific 
that we've now got a competition here where they can come home, international stars can come here and experience life in, in New Zealand. And, you know, pay parity for me was the one non-negotiable to get this thing up and running. And I'm just really proud of what's been achieved. And it's all going to come to a fitting climax tonight with the first ever Toihi uh, Championship up for grabs. I, I described it as a leap of faith, but those who know the sport better than I, like yourselves, uh, was there a real self-confidence that this was going to work from the outset, that the idea just made perfect sense? Well, I don't think a lot of people you know, know too much about the backstory. I did write about it during the week in an article, and you know, the whole concept of uh, this professional women's league goes back two years, and that's how long it took to, to get it together. Change is hard. Conversations about change are always hard. And I'm just really thankful that, you know, Sky Sport in particular, um, Basketball New Zealand, GJ Gardner Homes have come on board, you know, some really good partners, Sky City and New Balance. And it is a leap of faith. But when you've got good people uh, surrounding it, you've got the right motives and intentions and you're trying to do something that's good, uh, I think that leap of faith is, is well worth it. And, you know, I'd certainly encourage now a lot more of those commercial partners out there to jump on board and, and support not only, you know, professional women's basketball, but women's sport, because the upside for women's sport, it's a growth industry. You know, if I bring it back to business, it is a growth industry across the world and more and more people need to get behind it because if you do, you are going to enjoy the rewards and the success that come with it. Justin, I've got to be honest, I've got two uh, young kids and they are besotted with basketball, absolutely besotted. And we know that it is a hugely growing uh, sport in New Zealand and very popular. I went to a number of the Saints games, but I think, well, one thing that I see with my kids is that it's totally normalized for them to be watching uh, female uh, sport now as well, you know, be it, be it the cricket, be it the basketball, um, watching the, the NBA women's uh, uh side of the the competition and they enjoy it they love it but what what i want to ask you about the the women's league now is do they have the support wrapped around them to almost probably not yet look at it as a lifestyle choice but to actually be the best professional they can possibly be in the tournament yeah it's going a long way down that path you know i think you've wrapped that up and and surmised it really well i mean for the for the kids and the next generation it is normal you know, this this is this is what they're involved in. This is what they're immersed in. They're immersed in sport. It doesn't matter whether it's men's or women's sport. They're loving it. They want to be included. They want to be immersed in it. They want to go along with their friends and socialise and enjoy it. And you know, I, I think your words are really encouraging to hear. And more and more people need to think uh, and act like that and see what's happening in the community. And you know, it's really important that as we grow women's sport, we do so in a professional nature where we do. You know, get around the players, provide a great environment, um, provide opportunities for great outcomes. And, you know, you, you'll know yourself that the, the life of an elite sports person, um, it's a window and it's a narrow window. And we need to make sure that we're doing more to provide great opportunities for athletes to get the most out of their career, to, to provide a great living and a great future not only for them, but also for the future athletes coming through. And I think we've seen that already in such a short amount of time in the Toihi, and it's onwards and upwards from here. Basketball's here to stay. It's not a sleeping giant anymore. I mean, the amount of times I've heard people talk about it being a sleeping giant. Oh, not that's anymore. nonsense, Justin. It's, it's a big sport. <laughs> it's, a, it's a massive it sport already. It is. It, like yeah, 10 it is. years ago, it I was is. talking. I was talking about 
more people play basketball in, in schools. That was 10 years ago, right? Yeah, and, and we're now seeing it come to life, um, you know, here with our domestic leagues. Breakers have done a great job for 20 years, but how about the Sells NBL this season? Wow, what a year mm. that was. Mm. So competitive, so balanced, right. so much fun. And we're having it with the Toei here as well. I mean, basketball's here to stay, and it's a lot of fun. Before we actually talk the nuts and bolts of the action on the court and, and the final itself, the grand final itself, you talked, and you wrote very nicely about the, the, the two-year journey. Um, from the original phone call, and I highly recommend people go read it for themselves uh, over at Stuff. But what was, what was the most difficult element over those two years from the phone call to it becoming a reality? I think the most difficult element with changing something is change itself. People actually accepting that you need to go in a different direction. You, you need to support people who can innovate. Find people with vision and innovation and support them and listen to them and look at things through a different lens because today's world uh, in the sporting or the business of sport is completely different to what we grew up with. People are consuming it differently. Just stand at a bus stop or go to a train station or you know, sit around a, a shopping centre. Everyone's on their phones. They're just consuming things differently. So you know, the greatest challenge is change itself. People grow up with what they think is right for sport. You see it in football codes. You see it in all sports. We're attached to the history and the past. And, yep, that's great. I respect the past, but I live in the future. And for me, change is always the hardest thing. But as soon as you get your head around it, as soon as you make that step into changing things, gee, massively good things come from it. Yeah, there's only one thing that's constant, and that's change. And you're, you're right, Justin. I mean, you need people, especially in this modern era with the, the young group and uh, generation coming through, where it needs to be exciting. We need to involve them in a way that they feel inclusive. But one thing that I really love about women's sport is that we know that women will actually be the decision makers of the house sometimes where their kids, uh, what's, what sport their kids play. So that actually puts the sport in a really good, um, it gives it a good future and strong future. Yeah, and look, the thing that I talk about and, 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 um, and preach all the time to anyone I talk about in the business of sport is the fans are the most important people. So make them central to every decision you make. If you switch off and you don't listen to your fans, you're doomed. You will fall away. You will diminish as a business the fans are the most important people because they're with you potentially for life from the moment they're born to the moment they leave us the fan can be with you for life fans relate to fans make them the central part of your business players come and go coaches come and go they have careers if you love your fan and you make sure they're central to your business they can be with you for life and that is the most valuable asset you will have in the business of sport uh, to the action on the court, um, top to tail, was it of a high caliber? Was it uh, was there parity? How do you judge what you saw in the toe? Yeah, look, I think first year really, really good. I mean, the the elevation of the game itself, of the product, of the talent on the floor, has been amazing. I mean, we've got WNBA drafted players running around. We've got tall ferns coming yep. home and playing for the first time. Michaela Cox, first time in fourteen years, she's come home as a Kiwi and played basketball here because she's now got something to play in. Um, amazing stories, amazing performances, and for tonight's grand final, 
you know, one thing I'm really pleased about is I think the best two teams have made it through to the grand final, and that's all you can ever ask for when you're supporting a competition. Okay, so what has separated these two sides? Who I think last time they met was, what, only two weeks ago? I think there was only one point in it. Now, I'm sure you're, you're hoping there's going to be a repeat of that come for the grand final itself. But what, why have these two been exceptional, I guess? Well, they've got star quality. I mean, Talia Tapia, you know, the Aussie, wonder kid. She's the second youngest uh, um, debutante in the Australian WNBL. She was only 15 years and 133 days old. I mean, that in itself tells you how good this young person is. Yeah, amazing. And she's been doing it for 10 years. I mean, Florentia Chagas, the Argentinian uh, for the Queens. She's been playing as a pro baller in Europe. Since the age of 15, she was drafted into the WNBA as a 20-year-old. She's only just turned 21. These are the talented players that we're now seeing play basketball here, and that's what we're going to see tonight on Sky Sport and on Prime. Uh, I can't wait for it. It is such uh, a huge matchup. Jamie Nard for the Queens. Pick 13 in the WNBA draft just a few years ago. Here she is playing in New Zealand, and Kiwis... Our young, talented players coming through the ranks are getting to run up and down the floor with her and against her. I mean, that is just magic. Justin, does it give any of the players a a real opportunity to be scouted for the American teams and the WNBA? Yeah, I think so. And I I think it's only a matter of time before we see uh, another another woman, another Kiwi, uh, go and play in the WNDR. I mean, Megan Compain, um, you know, I'm with her now in, in, in Nelson. She's she's on Sky with me tonight. And, you know, she's still the only Kiwi uh, that has played in the WNBA. That will change in the future. There'll be another, uh, you know, more male players as well. We all talk about Stephen Adams now, and there's going to be others in the future. There's more than 120 Kiwi kids in college right now playing basketball, those numbers are going to explode over the next few years. Uh, and we're seeing those kids come through the ranks right now. And some of them are playing in Toihi. Uh, I've got no doubt we're going to hear a lot more about these young ladies in the future. How, how do the Queens and, and sort of the Kahu match up sort of stylistically? If you look at the X's and O's of the game tonight. Yeah, pretty even. Um, I, I think the... Uh, the Queens are a little bit bigger on the boards. They're a little bit stronger on the boards. Um, inside presence is a little bit better. But then you've got that three-guard front for the for the Kahu. Michaela Cox, uh, of course, just a, a tall fern legend, still going at 36 and playing as good as she ever has. Uh, Talia Tapai and Crystal Ledger-Walker, young gun who yesterday, uh, it was announced that she signed a contract with the Townsville Fire in the Australian WNBL. So more great news for Kiwis. Uh, along that path to uh, to building their career, their three guard front is the best in the competition. Um, so yeah, they've got, they've, they've got some nuances, they've got some some subtle differences, but at the end of the day, both of these teams have got star power, and we're going to see that tonight. What's the vision five, ten years down the line? Teams for a start, expansion. It, it's a small group. You, it's probably the prudent approach to start off with, but what's the longer term vision about how big this could yeah, be? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think the thing that I'm most proud of right now, having been in New Zealand for nearly four years, is people can now see this basketball vision that maybe four years ago they just thought it was a crazy Australian, you know, coming over and, mm. and uh, you know, with that brash attitude. And 
we're starting to see this vision come to life for basketball now, both in the men and, and certainly now the women. Five teams to Ihi this year. I think it can get to eight in in the next three to five years. I think the next step is to get to six and then maybe add a couple from that. It doesn't need to be any bigger than that. The depth is growing. Um, it's now seen globally through FIBA. So all of these games can be viewed anywhere around the world. Um, you know, I've had some preliminary numbers on viewership through FIBA uh, this season of Kiwi basketball, and it's in the millions. So a lot of people are watching New Zealand basketball. Uh, and I think the women's competition, Tohihi, eight teams for me is where you need to get to. I think that'll happen in the next three to five years. But it's important to, be, you know, to build it step by step. Really good first season. We're halfway to first base. We're certainly nowhere near rounding third base yet. We need to get more commercial support. We need more businesses investing in basketball. Sky's going to continue to show it. Uh, it's, it's a process. We're building it, and it's a good product. Justin, you've been here four years now, so you're a Tall Blacks fan. You'll be happy with how they're going in the Asian group qualifiers. Yeah, really well. Um, looking strong, and they've got Jordan to come next week. Uh, and the depth of the Tall Blacks is growing. I mean... I think in the past, you, you sort of look at it as an outsider um, and you think, yeah, you know, maybe 12 to 15 players, who's going to make the team? Now there's probably 30 players on the list of names for Perro Cameron. Um, what an exciting opportunity for the Tall Blacks going forward. And they're going to continue to be a force. Um, they're going to continue to be a strength going, uh, going into these future competitions in Asia and also globally as well. Keep an eye on them. Um, you know, well and truly, for for a nation of five million people, Kiwis are, are batting well beloved, uh, well above their weight when it comes to basketball, and I think there's some exciting times ahead. Just an exciting night ahead. Uh, we'll let you, um, you know, get focused on that. Thanks so much for for sharing the story of this debut season, um, and good luck for the showpiece tonight. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Justin. Hey, really appreciate your time this morning, guys. Good on you. Take it easy, uh, Justin Nelson, of course, uh, who. Right from the very outset, um, you know, heavily involved in uh, helping this get off the ground now, um, falling with Sky Sport, of course, a part of the SCNZ family too.